Today's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 625 of Cognitive Dissonance. I think. Yeah, 625. Yeah. I didn't call it up, so. That's yeah, all right. I'm just, I'm winging it, buddy. I think that's I'm what winging the, it. That's what's on the notes. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying it's right. I made I'm the notes. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that's what's on the notes. I'm not. So, I, have yeah. a, I have a story to tell you. All right. I want to hear a funny story. story. So, uh, Haley and I, the other day, a couple of weeks ago, I meant to tell you when it happened. It's just another uh, your typical Tom story. So, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Haley and I had a meeting. Um, we're thinking about having a house built. We had a meeting with the the guy that you know is showing yeah, you the yeah. stuff. And uh, so we're in this we're in this room. We're talking some stuff through, and it's time to go. And it's this like model house, right? So you're in this model house, and they've got an office within the model house, right? That you meet and you talk about sure. stuff, and you yeah. decide whether you're going to do something. And so we're we're talking to this guy, and and you know it's time to go. And I walk up to the door of this brand new house, right? It's brand new. It's their model house. Sure, no, it's their model, yeah. And I I'm reach sure out I'm sure and I grab well. the handle and I it's one of those like latchy handles. It's yeah, not yeah, a twister, sure, it's yeah, a latchy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know? And I reach out, I grab the handle and I turn the handle, I, I push it down and I hear this like grinding, cracking sound. Huh, that's weird. And I turned to him and, I, and then, and then the handle doesn't, you know, the, sure, it doesn't work now. Now you broke it. It's yeah. fucking broken. And he's like, that's not the door outside. <laughs> and it was the door outside, oh, okay. but he had locked the door and he didn't so you, say anything. So you broke a locked well, door. Well, a, a little, yes, I did. I broke, <laughs> I had to go through a different, I had to go through a different door. You broke the fuck out of it. But it's like, why would you lock me in this room? And then I just thought it was stunkers. I don't know. I swear I didn't like push it that you hard. You didn't do it that hard. I didn't. I you didn't. But I did break his yeah. house. Like I did. So this was like three. So did he to, bill you? He did not. He okay. did not bill me, but it was embarrassing. Sure. So I was like. For him. I'm stupid like, lame door. Fucking, I was like, <laughs> I did. I was joking. I was like, I was like, well, you got to fucking build better doors than this. You know, like, gosh, this lock you won't even do though. Don't buy the house, but once they build them, just walk into everybody and just, just break, break in. Break the door. Break into everybody's house because well, you know they can't keep you out. Well, actually, that's the no thing. one can <laughs> stop you <laughs> from walking into their house. You are like, you're like the fucking, you're like the sheriff or whatever. You just walk <laughs> just in walk wherever in. you want. You just want no, you're like the you're like Robin Hood. Well, the thing except is, for just keep everything. Don't give it to well, it, it was the opposite, actually, because it, it like I couldn't open the door. I just broke his door. It's still fucking oh, shut and locked. Oh, I see. So it's still shut and locked. You're just standing there with like a piece. In your I hand? just broke it, and okay. so this, then it was broken. So then we, I actually had to uh, met with him again yesterday, and I uh, walked in. The first thing I'm like, "All right, so what's the door handle situation?" <laughs> <laughs> 
like, we had it fixed after the last uh, time you were here. Did you I'm upgrade like, it? <laughs> <laughs> Look, you want to get a tier four door. door. I, That's I, I can't, I can't go to this fucking tier you one shit. You want the tier one door. Because I can literally break it in a drop of a hat. It's like I'm in a gingerbread house <laughs> over here. What is the door handle made of gumdrops? What's happening? <laughs> That's amazing. It was so fucking it reminds hilarious. Me, it reminds me of the story of you when you were at, uh, we were downtown and the door was acting up and you had to like, I pressed the button and it let me in, but it kind of dragged a little. And so yeah. I, I wiggled it and it, it started to go and I went upstairs and then I came, you came upstairs and didn't say anything. And then when we were leaving, the door was wide open. I'm like, Oh, somebody broke through. I was like, and you're like, I might've done that. <laughs> you just walked in. It was like, Prunk, and you just pulled it. And the door was stuck. You essentially broke it. Yeah, I yeah, did you break bro- it. You did I break, break it. More. You a hundred percent broke it. Yeah. Do you remember when we were in Grand Rapids in Michigan and we were in that bar? Yeah. And like the the lady who was like opening the bar, the bartender or the whatever she was, she like opened. We we're the first persons to walk in, and she looked at me. And there was like a sign above the door. It said, you know, it was like the open, open sign yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But it was like a sign that like had a string hanging from it, and the string is attached to a chain. You pull the chain, like it turns on the yeah, little yeah. electric it, switch. It was like a neon light or something. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, would you mind flipping the switch for me?" And I just reached up and I grabbed the thing, and I didn't. Like, I didn't feel it click. I don't know why I did this. I still don't know why I did this, but I reached up and I grabbed it and I just pulled it. I pulled the whole chain right out of the sign or whatever. Yeah, broke. yeah, I remember, yeah. And she just was like, why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> she looked at me like I was such an asshole. You reached up and you pulled it and you didn't stop. And I was like, yeah. no, people normally stop afterwards, but you're like, no, I, I just, don't know. I kept going. I, I just kept going. I guess I thought I was going to feel it click differently or so. I don't know what's wrong with me. Every once in a while, I'm just like, it broke. And it's just like, well, yeah, idiot. Yeah, like, it broke. You, yeah. It broke by you breaking it. It broke. It broke by you breaking it. For I, sure. I, if you come to my kitchen, you've been like, all of my utensils have to be solid wood or solid metal because all the like hybrid utensils. Even like spatulas, I'll just break them. snap them. I don't know why. Every once in a while, I'm just like, no, it's broken. And it's like, well. Yeah. Yeah, you apply too much force, body. You have no tactile sense. I don't. It's like there's no proprioception at (laughs) all. You're like that kid who doesn't feel, so they walk real hard and break (laughs) their legs. Like you're that kid. I will say too, like I hold my wife's hand a lot in the car. So like we'll drive and I'll like just be like holding her hand. And like I'll be stressed about something and not even thinking about it. She's like, ow. And I'll be like, (laughs) What? And I won't even know, see. So I'll be like, Jesus Christ. what? And she's like, you're squeezing my hand. And I was just like, that probably wasn't true. Yikes. You know, like, Yikes. Like, <laughs> she's going to pull back know. a stump one day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this story comes from Joe, my God. Lawsuit. Tennessee ex-cop forcibly baptized woman after pulling her over to search for drugs. So what's funny is I remember when we first covered this in 2019. Yeah, Do you remember yeah. this? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So th- I thought this was a great follow-up, and I want to read some parts from it. So a U.S. District Court judge uh, gave the go-ahead to a lawsuit against a former Hamilton County deputy accused of baptizing woman against her will after a 2019 traffic stop. So this lady gets pulled over by this fucking (laughs) lunatic, and he's like, he finds like some marijuana. Sure, yeah. And then he's like, well, listen, I'll just like kind of let it go or give you a ticket or reduce the charges or whatever it is. Right, right. If you let me baptize you and that's fucking weird. But then he like calls a deputy buddy of his (laughs) to film it. And the part of the story that like, I actually, the reason I eat, cause we covered this in 19, so I almost didn't cover this. But the part of the story that makes me crazy is the judge dismisses the lawsuit against the guy that this fucking lunatic who, by the way, has like a million, like fucking 
beating people up charges against him. Oh, does he? Yeah, this like this guy has like if you in the full article, the guy who like baptized, he's he's been arrested. He's like being arraigned. He's like been kicked off the force. He's just an abusive guy. He's like like what do they call it? Um, Use of force. Cop. Yeah, there you okay. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's just he's just a piece of shit authoritarian fucking bootlicker like all the rest of these assholes. But yeah, he but he calls his buddy and his and she's trying to file suit against his buddy who filmed this shit because it's fucking egregious. Right. And the cops like, "Yeah, qualified immunity. It's fine." She the lawsuit can't go through because that other guy still oh. has qualified immunity. So the lawsuit goes through against the the first the guy. The first guy. Yeah, because it's a violation of her civil rights because it was religious. But if he had done something else, the lawsuit would probably not have gone through. And we know that because the lawsuit against the guy who filmed it, which is aiding and abetting yeah, it, right? Weird. Which is weird, too, by That's the way. That's super weird. Can we just talk for a second about yeah. this particular thing about baptizing? Yeah. You know, like the baptize. Like, is there a way to make your religion weirder? And the answer is yes. You know, like your yeah. religion's already weird. So weird. Your religion is already very strange about the blood of Christ and you got to be dipped in the tears of Christ or whatever to like <laughs> blow those off of you and then you're holy. And, you know, you could say, I'm sorry after you murder somebody and it's totally fine or whatever, right? right? So there's all these really weird, crazy things about your religion as it is, but now you're making it coercive. Right. And it's just super strange. Like it's super creepy. Yeah, I mean- there's so much that's fucking just insanely religion is super weird and it gets like as time goes by and you look at these like bizarro traditions like baptism and you're like oh yeah well like depending on like which flavor of christianity you happen to want to imbibe like it's either this you know, ritual at birth or near birth, or it's this thing you take on when you're reborn and it's this washing away. And it's like, here's a story, this parable about Jesus getting his sins washed away. And you're like, man, all that sounds crazy in a world where like there's space shuttles. Yeah. Like none of that, all that sounds like, like it's insane to be like, well, you got to cut your foreskin off. (laughs) Also, there's a Rover on Mars. I feel the same way. And you're like, what is happening? What? So I... I love Christmas, Christmas time, Christmas in general. I love it. Yeah, it's wonderful. And I love Christmas music that's religious. I love the choral, choruses and all that. I think it's awesome. One of my favorite stations at that time of year is the Mormon Tabernacle Choir has a, like a choir, an entire or like choir arrangement that sings these songs with an orchestra. Okay. And I love it. I think it's awesome. I think it's great. It's great. The songs yeah. are fucking crazy, man. They're all like, he's the king of kings, the lord of lords, the king of kings, the king of kings, the Jew of Jews. And it's like, what is happening, yeah, man? man? But it's all just nuts. It's all just the kookiest shit you could possibly imagine. It's like a, it's like a fucking bedtime story and they're singing it to you. If you listen to it for half a second, you just immediately get pulled out of it. I'm like, this is the craziest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. But it's, it's, but it's like the churches or whatever. Like you can appreciate the beauty of it, right? The arrangement and the, the, the the skill that it takes these people to do it. Yeah. And then there's all that tradition associated with it. Yeah. 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 You can appreciate it. But at the same time, when you think about the story and the actual things behind it, it's fucking nuts, man. It 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 really, it re- and it, and as time goes on, 
it seems crazier rather than less crazy. Right. And it's, 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 if you divorce, because at this point I've become completely divorced from any connection to it emotionally, like sure. that I've ever had. And so now it really is the same arm's length kind of storytelling as any other story. Right. 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 And so when you hear it, it's like, well, yeah, I wanted to baptize. I pulled this woman over on the side of the road and she had these dirty, sinful marijuana cigarettes. <laughs> and so I called my buddy. Which are legal in like 10 states, right, by the way. Right, yeah. yeah. And 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 incidentally, she was hiding one of them in nature's pocket. So that made oh. me laugh that in this story. She's she had a got, crotch roach? She did. Oh, yep, yep, yep. that's like an earwig. That's... <laughs> <laughs> So like, and then I called, so I called my buddy and then we were like, we're totally going to wash her away of her sins. And, and we're going to use the laziest washing metaphor ever, which is baptism. Right. Right. You know, and it's just like a oh, fucking, gee, you, this is so, if God was real, he didn't invent a story that was like not fucking lazy. We should get baptized. Is, we should, we want to get baptized. We should get baptized somewhere. <gasps> We should go someplace. We should go somewhere. Where, like, we should get baptized in a bunch of different places. We Can should, we get Mormon baptized? We should, too? Get, we should go somewhere far away where nobody knows us. Join their church, and then be like, we really just want to get back. I wonder how fast we could get baptized. Oh, see how quick you could get baptized in all religions. Yes. How can, how many religions save people and how many religions can we get saved? How in? many can you do, right? Oh. Like how many can you jump? I want to get, I want to get baptized in like I'm, Greg it. Locke's church. Dude, I'm converting I to wanna get. I want to get, I want to get baptized. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to learn that shit. I'm Thank already God circumcised. Already right? Thank God you're already cut. Because <laughs> the initiation process is a little rough. Woof. Woof da. There's, there's, there's. <laughs> There's less initiation to like prison gangs than, than like becoming Jewish if you're not snipped, man. Oh, I, I had a funny. So this week, so I'm listening to this book. Uh, I can't remember the author's name. It's Yuval something or other. Homo Deus is the book. He's the same guy who wrote Sapiens, which is okay, like a yeah, big yeah, book. Yeah. Um, so I'm listening to this Homo Deus book. And incidentally, it's a it's a it's a big long ass book, so it's a long fucking read. And I also find it absolutely one of the most unsettlingly depressing things I've ever read. Like I am just like, I will I'll listen to it, Cecil for 45 minutes and I'll turn it off. And I'm what's just it like, about, man, it's another one of these like social psychological history books that like tells a, a, and so this one is about like, look, here's the general trajectory of the human species. And here's what we really like. Here's some things that are true about how we as people act and work and think. And if these things are true, here's what is likely to be true next. Right? So and, that, and there's a chapter that I've been trying to listen to for a week, um, which is about really the rise of the algorithm and how um, here's how algorithms work. Here's what they've accomplished so far. Here's likely what they will be able to do in five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. And here's what they're likely to be able to do by, say, 2033. And you're like, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I, I, it's up. Like, I have to turn it off. And like, then I go like, jerk off to Requiem for a dream just to feel happy again. <laughs> you know, like it's bad, dude. Yeah, it's yeah, bad. Yeah, like it, yeah. like it hits a spot in me that I'm like, one, I recognize I'm emotionally sensitive and sympathetic to. Sure. So like I listen to it. I'm just like, Oh God, like the death of art and culture and sure. all of every sure. humanity. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, but like there, there is a part where he's talking about religion. And I thought about circumcision when he was talking about it. Cause he's like, look, you know, all religions do the same thing is they make you, they create this in-group experience by making certain things that are pleasurable unpleasant. 
And then as you buy into them, and as you've done them for a while, essentially what he's describing is a sunk cost fallacy begins to settle in, right? Which is like, well, I, all this, I didn't cut my fucking dick skin off for nothing, you know? Yeah. Like what I cut my dick skin off for yeah. is so I could be buddies with other guys that had their yeah, dick skin cut off man. with, right? Fucking and a. so I, I guess I never thought about religion as a sunk cost fallacy. So it makes you give up all the, huh. I, think, I thought and I thought about Lent this week, right? right. So I, it's Lent right now. Yeah. And I had dinner with a bunch of work people and a lot of them were uh, religious and Catholic. And so they were talking about what they'd given up for Lent. I see. And that's always weird because then like I've got to like be real quiet and it feels conspicuously sure, quiet, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And they're all talking about giving stuff up for Lent. And I thought of the same example. And I thought like, of course you have to ritualistically and repeatedly give something yeah, up. Right. It's unpleasant. And the unpleasantness reinforces that it has to be true. Otherwise, why would, why would I, I, I have this? given up chocolate? I wouldn't do this if it wasn't real. Right. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. So it's, it's, it's really... It really just like shows you how re how the, how you just have to keep reinforcing, keep yeah, reinforcing, yeah. and keep like I got to tithe every week. Why sure. do I have to tithe every? Well, one because the church gets paid, and of course they're the guys that wrote the fucking book. But also, God, I gave away ten percent of my income for nothing. Yeah, because it wasn't true. For how long, right? For right? how long of your life? And then the more you give, the more you think. The more you just locked in. Yeah, right. And there's so many little pieces of that. Sure. So it's just, I just thought it was kind of an yeah, interesting Yeah, yeah, no, that's that, interesting. That, I guess yeah. I never thought of it like that, but that's a really interesting way to look at it. It is. That breeze is absolutely wonderful. Um, excuse me. Yeah? What animal are you again? I just, I, I can't seem to find you on my list. Oh, I, I'm, I, I should be on there. What are you? I'm, uh, a lizard. A lizard? Mm-hmm. What kind? Um, a big one. A big lizard. Yeah. You're a dinosaur, aren't you? Yeah. This story comes from Americans United. I grabbed this story, Cecil, because we've been here, buddy. Been to the Ark Park, my bud. Six years later, a creationist theme park is not paying off for Kentucky. The other thing I thought is we went here like six years ago. Yeah, we went there when it was pretty It was like brand new. new. Yeah, I don't know if it was six. I think it was five. I think it was five years it, ago. It was like up for about a year. It, yeah. Five, when was that? Because five years ago was 2016. It would be 2017, right? Yeah. 2000, maybe it like late 2016. It, it had September, to be 16. Yeah. 16. That's what it was. Yeah. So this was like fairly new. Yeah. And man, it wasn't hard to get a fucking parking spot. No, it was wide open. It was easy it was to get a parking open. spot. We, we didn't walk very far to get in. That's I know. For damn sure. Like, you yeah. know, I'll tell you what, if they open a fucking, you know, Six Flags. Oh, I over, know. Like, it, they open that fucker up. They open a Krispy Kreme. You can't get donuts for three weeks. <laughs> this is like, this is, that's fried dough, man. I know. This is like your eternal salvation with a fucking... Life size actual cubit sized arc. <laughs> and these guys are like, like the one thing that, that is crazy about this is there's people who are kind of, they're arc watchers, right? Yes. What they do yes. is they just pay attention to what's happening with this stupid fucking park and they report on it throughout the whole time. They There's love like, they hating love, this thing. They love hating on it. Yeah. It's awesome, right? It is, because it's, it's a awesome. really hate, it's very easy to hate It's this. very easy to hate it because yeah. the guy's an absolute douche, right? Ken Ham's an absolute douche. Yep. You don't know who Ken Ham is. He's an, his organization called Answers in Genesis. And he's the one who years ago, if you don't remember, he's the guy years ago who debated Bill Nye 
I don't oh, know if yeah, you remember yeah, this. Yeah. Ken Ham versus Bill Nye. I can't quite remember exactly what they debated on. I thought maybe it was climate change, but I can't remember. I don't remember um, either. To be honest, I don't remember. It wasn't the existence of God? I don't think so. Maybe it was intelligent design or climate change. I can't remember which one it okay. was. Someone will correct. Someone will send me the full Someone thing. Someone is into this. Someone knows. I yep. don't remember. Those aren't my favorite things anyway, right? Like, I know a lot of people love the, like... The debates? Like, debating that person and killing them with facts and knowledge. That's not my favorite shit. I don't really like that The stuff, debates to were be big in, like, yeah. new atheism yeah. for a while. Early on, for yeah. me, I watched a few of them, but I, I I stopped relatively quickly because, for me, it's like, like once I'm here, I don't need to hear over and over again why I don't believe that I'm okay. I listen yeah. to many dozens of them. Yeah. Many yeah. dozens. I maybe listen to about yeah. four. Oh, yeah. I listen to many dozens of them. Yeah. I've listened to the big ones or whatever, but right. other than that, I've never really done it. But in any case, that's Ken Ham is one of these master debaters, right? So of course you know who he is. And he's- <laughs> He'll he's, never admit it. <laughs> he's got this crazy fucking nutcase park down there that is a, a life-size. He says it's like an actual size sure. or whatever. Sure. sure. Hey, and, and no, it sure is. Sure it is. It is. Sure it is. You know, if, if you're just using your imagination, sure, it's right. it's as big as you think it should be, right. whatever. And inside it are creatures that never existed or a whole bunch of empty cages with bird sounds behind them. It's they have shit. they have a poop shovel in there to tell you they actually had to shovel poop. And then there's like, like just, there's just insanity throughout the entire thing. And it's connected by ramps so that even... Like Kentuckians people, can even, get through. Well, even people who look at, you know, like they want to make sure that everybody it's accessible to everyone. And actually, to be honest, the ramps don't make it accessible. The ramps are like the ramps are super steep and the corners are really yeah, sharp. There's like corners and it like it feels like you would need a go-kart, not like a scooter thing oh, to get up and down on. Now that I thing. want to ride a go-kart. Oh, God. I want to ride a go-kart with one of those like cow catchers on it <laughs> and just like knock people out of the way. <laughs> But he's, it's, it, that's what the, that's what the place is. And I remember when we were there, there was one part that there was this huge line for. It was like this huge line. It was like around the, round guys, the fucking corner, around the country. And we thought it was going to be something amazing. I was like, okay, this is where like the this showbiz pizza part right. is, yeah. right? Where there's going to be an animatronic devil eating like humans or whatever. You come around the corner and it was just like, I don't even think it was like a diorama. I think it was just like some bad paintings. Yeah, I, it was... I remember it was like, and it was like, uh, like hell, like it was hellfire was stuff hell or, or something was like that, the, or like was, uh, the end of the worlds end of or when he eaten or when, when oh, the destruction, destruction of, shit. of shit or something. It was like the part that everybody, like the part that created the fucking train wreck, like backup though, was the part of human misery and suffering. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing that everybody stopped. At. Right. That's yeah. the part everybody is like fucking yeah. Rubber neck. And we stopped there too and we were just like, what is, why are people looking at this? This is worthless. It wasn't even good human no, suffering. No, uh, it wasn't even interesting. Yeah. It wasn't like, this was not like the combined works of Hieronymus Bosch, right? right? Like it was, you're just like looking at it and you're like, yeah, man, like when I was a kid, I put my fucking G.I. Joes in a fucking shoebox once too. Like who yeah. fucking cares? It's terrible. It's who terrible. cares? But this car, this park is something that people like to pay attention to. Yes. And they like to pay attention to it. They'd like to pay attention to its numbers, how mm -hmm. it's doing. It's not doing well. It's not doing well it's at all. It's constantly going down. Fewer and fewer people are showing up. They like to pay attention to how their what their hiring practices are. And their hiring practices include some very strict, you know, uh, uh, 
codes that you have to live by. Like yeah, you have to have like you gotta a, like a sign off that you're not gonna or like something or, jerk off yeah, or like love anybody yeah. that's the wrong <laughs> shape or whatever yeah, or, or shade or something. Right. I don't know. But in any case, there are these there they have these this really strict code of ethics that you have to follow, and. Uh, and the other thing too that they like to point out is that how much money it's getting in tax breaks and from different, you know, and things around it are being improved, even though there's no tourism business coming in from this this fucking arc park. Yeah, and, and like you got to understand where this is at. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's not guys. anywhere. It's it. We we stayed in. Kentucky, we stayed in Louisville. Yeah. And then we we had to drive like a good a distance, distance. A, a distance. serious distance. Yeah. And it's I as I remember, you drive down a, a nothing dirt style, like gravelly, nothing road. You know, it's a it's just trees and woods all around. And then there's a big giant parking lot, but the parking lot wasn't like no, it wasn't full. paved big, you know. This was just like like kind of like a fairgrounds kind of a feel to yep, it. Yep. And then there's the fucking arc, and the arc is goddamn enormous. It's big, yeah. It's a but big. it's in the middle of fucking nowhere, and yeah. there's nobody that wants to work there, and there's nobody that's going there. And the thing is, the taxpayers paid for it. Yeah, that's the reason I think that people, so many people, have such a big bug up their ass about it. Sure, it's like like if that's your money, who cares, right? right? Like, yeah. But if you make money at, through tax breaks, if you're getting money through like junk bonds and all this stuff, and then they're like taxing people around you and giving you them, like that's that's shitty. Yeah, to the tune of like tens of millions of dollars and then they're in an area that clearly does not have tens of millions of extra dollars well and then they're they're they are going out of their way to improve the roadways to improve traffic but you don't need it right yeah, there's no we did not run into traffic no, snacks, there wasn't man. Any traffic and man. we were there like i said the first year yeah so things are exciting their first year after a while it's like want to go back to the arc park like, why no to look at a cage that doesn't have a bird in it well, and then and then i could get one of those at goodwill there's <laughs> cages that don't have birds in them at goodwill i imagine too that the most times that people go are when there's a protest because i know atheists go there once in a while protest they probably get their most business then right yeah i'm sure they do yeah i'm sure they do it's a the, the i will say the arc park is worth a laugh yeah and it is difficult, difficult, if not impossible, for somebody with a rational mindset to go to the Ark Park and not fall over laughing. You can't it's do the it. Stupid. Because we thing. tried not we tried to. We tried not to. We were trying to be we were, we're trying, trying to be, to be nice. polite and respectful. But there was there was several it's, times where we stopped and we we're just like, what the fuck? Holy shit. You yeah. know, they have stuff on the wall where it's like and and everybody died but eight of them or something. Yeah. And it's the it's and they're just like proud of it. They're happy. everyone, including yeah. the animals, and, and the you're like baby animals. <laughs> like all the kittens but one are dead. And you're like, really? This is what you're this jerking is, off yeah, to? This is your this is your fantasy story. Right. It's terrifying. It, you're oh the worst. Yeah. This is another one of those when you say it out loud, yeah, it's fucking nuts. It's in, You're a crazy person if you believe this. It's, I was thinking about this for some reason. I was thinking about this today at the grocery store of all places. I was thinking like if you if you read a religious text or rule or whatever and it conflicts with your personal values how do you, and I mean this, like how do you reconcile this? And I was thinking like you know, so many religious texts are just full of like, I mean, honest, genuinely monstrous shit. Sure. But religious people aren't filled with generally monstrous no. values. No. And so, and I know that 
some of them are unaware of the money because a right. lot of people are, are illiterate with respect to their, um, you know, the, the tax, their holy tax. Most sure. people haven't read it, sure. but there are a lot of people who have. And so I know that there are a lot of techniques to sort of match the two. Like in cognitive dissonance is one of them yeah. where you just sort of like say, well, that's true. And this is true. And, and those, that makes me feel weird. So I lock them both away in separate closets. Yeah. But I was thinking about that today, and I was like, you know, if you were approached with religion after you had already established a set of secular morals, and somebody said, okay, well, I want to, I want to introduce you to Christianity, and you'd never heard of it before, and you were always you always had these secular morals, and the morals were basic, everyday, sure. run of the mill yeah. ethics, because ethics is not actually day to day terribly complicated, yeah, it's not right? Difficult. And you're like, okay, well, here's. Here's how this is going to work. And then they, they lay this story out. You would look at them like they were fucking insane. You sure. would literally look at them yeah. like they were insane. Yeah. And you'd be like, your religion is full of like really awful stuff. Like I, like that's on, like we can't, what? Yeah. There's no way you can get there. Like, well, and let me tell you about when everybody dies, Yeah. but that's a good thing. And you're like, can I everybody tell, dies. Can I tell you quickly a story about a guy who's going to kill his son, but then God at the very last minute is like, nah, just fucking wait you, bro. Right. Yeah. And I actually do remember what I was thinking about. I was thinking about the story of Easter. Oh yeah. Because yeah, we we're, we we're sure. buying stuff for Easter baskets yeah. today. So I was thinking about the story of Easter and I was thinking this story is fucking nuts. Oh yeah. The story this of Easter story itself is, the is worst. crazy. It's crazy. And it's, and it's, it's a blood God wanting a blood sacrifice for, you know, like, like, well, well, like, and then the, the rising of the dead and the, and the torture and the, I mean, there's so many pieces of it that are just fucking crazy. Just, I mean, really insane. Yes. And then it's like, well, and then all the gospels don't match and they don't all tell the same story. And then I think the gospel of John, there's zombies like in more than one. And, but we're just going to ignore that. And we don't tell that, that part of the story. In fact, the whole story of Easter is actually an amalgamation of the pieces that like, modern audiences are more sympathetic to that are sort of combined from right, four different right, gospels. Right. They're not actually sure. one of the God. And so, but like, we'll ignore, but even if you ignore all that stuff and you're just like, all right, why did that have to happen again? And it's like, well, oh yeah, well, because everybody's bad. Everybody's so bad. Everybody's bad. So, so bad. And you're they like, need well, something to die. Right. But and, only one of them. And you're like, well, what if some, like, I don't think I, actually most people I meet are fine. Yeah. Most people aren't, most people don't do anything that's so bad that that someone would need to die for. Well, I guess the thing is like most people do anything. And actually, I can't think of a single thing something someone should be able to do. Like it's, it's a weird moral calculus that you've it, done. It is where yeah. it's like, I did something so bad, you have to die for it. <laughs> it's like, the fuck are you talking about? But also it's like, you know, most people you meet, like they just get to say, I'm sorry once in a while. And then everybody is their life. And right. that's it. Yeah. Like with this idea, like this grand idea that we all have something to be forgiven yeah. for, like that yeah. we're just rotten, shitty people. That is, that is also one of the messages. And you it's, know? that's yeah. a fucked message, yeah. man. It's like, well, we got to do that. So that way God can't just forgive everybody. It's like, well, maybe just fucking be a little more understanding. Yeah. Well, what it does is it, <laughs> what? well, what it does is it, it amplifies things that aren't sins into sins. Right. Right. It just turns those things into, you know, being lustful or whatever is suddenly a sin. And you're like, come on, man, everybody's lustful in their life. Like the idea like, that that's like, that that's like bad is this stupid. Is, right. It's like natural. That's, that's, that's human nature. 
It, that's it, how we fucking like procreate. That's the literally the only you built this machine and now you're mad at the machine for like needing gas. Yeah. And it's like, why do you need gas? I got to kill a different machine because you want gas. <laughs> and you're like, what, what kind of story are you telling? Why? Like, why any of this? You can't, I will, I will genuinely challenge you. You can't explain the Easter story to people that are not religious. No, I don't think you can. Because well, my kids can. aren't religious. And if I were to, I could not. You can't. I don't know how you do it. What would you say? I don't know how you do it. I don't know how it's you do it. fucking bonkers. Yeah. You have to use language like sacrifice and love the world and all this stuff that like you have to buy into in order to believe it. Right. But when you turn it into a human did a thing right? A guy, because I don't believe in divine shit, right? So if you tell me a guy for the, for the rest of the world sacrifice himself, I'm like, how and why? Yeah. Right. Well, well, see, you see, there's God. There's a magic. I don't believe in your magic. And he doesn't like it when people sin. When well, you tell right. me the story, like straight away without the magic, it's crazy. Yeah, and then when you add the magic, it's crazy. It, that's the thing. The magic, you know, the magic makes it worse. Yeah. And then all the reasons why things have to happen. I mean, they, if you if you just stop and like pull yourself back from like all the indoctrination most sure, of us had sure. around sin, and you just are like, but most people just are fine. Yeah, like there's, um, there's yeah. like I there's, speed once in a while. That's what something. I mean. It's yeah. like well, yeah, I tell you, I, I I told a white lie to like get out of work on a Tuesday. Whoa, well, I gotta kill a guy to make that right. <laughs> and you're like, well, maybe you don't. I cut in line at the grocery store. The lady clearly looked at the other woman and I was like, I'm next. And I walked right. forward. I should go to hell. What, the, what, are you, <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? It's like, it's almost Easter and it's just like, it's like, well, you know, I saw somebody's watch and it was nice and I thought I would like that watch. Now you have to kill your son. <laughs> Magic sky. Otherwise, you'll never be able to forgive me for liking yeah. a watch. Yeah, man. What are you fucking all talking nuts. about? It's that makes no nuts. sense. It's all nuts. Ian, what are you doing? Gary, I found my passion. I'm 3D printing custom sex toys. Why would you do that? Why not? Who would want that? There's people. Name two. Look, look, I'll put out feelers, but there's people out there. You're out there. What? So, what, what are you printing right now? Oh, my creation? Boxes. Boxes? Yeah, a lot of them. Is that an innuendo? You tell me. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. We're going to do an Easter pre-sale. Please don't. No, it'll be great. We're going to call it the Res Erection. It's not terrible, but it's a little, you know. This product will make you rise in three days or less. Oh, Jesus. Exactly. You'll be having a great Friday. For the love of Pete. Put a new meaning on Palm Sunday. Okay, okay, stop. Don't you think this is a conflict of interest? With what? AdamandEve.com. What's that? Really, all this set up for such a lazy transition? Shut up, Gary. Uh, AdamandEve.com is your one-stop shop for all your sex toy needs. We have thousands of products for you to enjoy. And when you use code GLORY, you get 50% off almost any one item. And then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. A gift for you, a gift for your special someone, and one you'll both enjoy. Plus, six free spicy movies and free shipping. Seeing. Oh, yeah, well, maybe I'll license it to them and just, you know, yada, yada, yada. It's fine. Now I need your help with something else I'm printing. What is that over there? Hold on. Oh, my God, it's an abomination. When I give the word, throw the first switch. You've got it, master. Get ready. Get set. Go. Throw the second switch. 
the third switch! Not the third switch! Throw it, I say! Throw it! Life! Life, do you hear me? Give my creation life! Turn everything off and bring me down! Nothing. Oh, Doctor, I'm sorry. No, no. Be of good cheer. If science teaches us anything, it teaches us to accept our failures as well as our successes with quiet dignity and grace. You son of a bitch bastard, I'll get you for this! What did you do don't to die, me? What kidding. did you do to me? Quiet dignity and grace. Hmm. You should have gone to adamandeve.com and used code GLORY. Oh, mama! Some of you may be wondering whether or not it's actually possible for a person to become addicted to pornography since it doesn't seem to be drug-related. Professor Harper, does it have an escalating effect like the drug addictions? It really does, Brad. You said they suffer great losses. What were you referring to? If you feel the temptation is getting the upper hand, get some support from someone you trust. And I just want all you guys to know, I'm available for you anytime you might need me. You're stronger if you try not to fight it alone. This story comes from Only Sky. Christian evangelist Kenneth Copeland is still spreading lies about COVID. Okay, so yeah. when this story... So this story is reflecting on old things, it too. Yep. And we're going to watch the old things. <laughs> it's so great. Because here's the thing, Tom. Yeah. When this came out, mm -hmm. you and I had shifted gears. Yes. So when COVID first hit... Yep. We decided, you know what? That's a little heavy. Well, not only is it a little heavy, but it's literally the only thing to talk about. Right. Everybody was either COVID denier or there was religious people talking about COVID or it was in the news or it was in politics. Whatever it was, whatever we covered on this show it was just COVID. was man. just COVID because there was no other news at that yep. point. So we just decided, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do goofy stories for a little while. Yep. We're just going to have fun. Do we did Man stories. Bites Dog for we like man, a year. Yeah, we did, we did all the goofiest, shitty, weirdest stories we could find, and we had fun doing it. Honestly, we, it was a great year. Right, we skipped yeah. We skipped this. We did not watch Kenneth Copeland's yeah. oily hand, and we need to watch Kenneth Copeland's oily hand because we never did when it happened. It's true. So we're going to watch it now. This is Kenneth Copeland. Now, this is on Twitter. I, I got to pause it here for a second. And all you people who are listening to this, just if you've, I'm sure many of you have seen this. I'm sure many of you have seen this already. It's where he's reaching out. He essentially, he's like, he's like a shaved hobgoblin. Like the guy, <laughs> the guy 100% looks like yes. he genuinely looks like the devil put on some human makeup. Yeah. That's what he looks like to me. He does not look yeah. like a human being. No. He looks like, he looks like a, a, a caricature of an evil person. Yes. He a hundred percent does. He has all the craziest features and his hand is glistening from oil. So that's what we're, that's what you're going to see. I don't know if he's just fisting somebody. And if Man. you want to fist somebody with your hand full of oil, head over to adamandeve.com. Adamandeve.com. Type in Gloria. Check out. You'll get 50% off almost any item. Including fisting and oils. It could be fisting oils. Who knows? All right. So here we go. We're going to play this. Put your hand on that television set. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Okay, so I want, I, I know so the people weird. listening. Guys, this is weird. I know the people listening hear two voices. There's only one person. Yeah. So there's some, that's true. Uh, just imagine somebody right now leaning over your shoulder saying these things because that's what it feels like when you watch it. And actually, I will also add that from like a, like a technical perspective, you've got to understand how staged this is, right? Because they had to separately mic this person yeah. that is that is that is the call and response guy yeah. which means that he had to be like all right here's what we're going to do uh we're going to at, at at 21 minutes 35 seconds I'm gonna dip my hand in the fucking you know palm olive or whatever he's I'm gonna got fist this chicken and, and then, then I'm going to come over <laughs> you're we're going to do our thing so I'm going to be like hubba jabba jabba touch your TV and you're going to be like oh yeah get that TV to there's, it's so scripted. Yeah. You've got to know it's scripted because otherwise you would not have this level of audio. It's not just scripted though. It's also like awkwardly scripted. You'll hear it yeah. when it, as we go, but there is no second person. So I want to, I want to let people know who listen to just audio. There is no second person. It is only a shaved hobgoblin. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. He received your healing. Yes. Now, he receives your, so he receives your healing now. Does Jesus receive my healing? How does it get to him in a teller tube? (laughs) Did I have to heal? Are his hands whole again? Does he have like an, (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, Jesus just has like a, like a palm olive bubble there. And he's like, (laughs) he blows bubbles (laughs) to his hands because he's dipped his hands in oil. I feel like there's some pronoun confusion right now. It feels weird. It feels very strange. He receives your healing. Is your Jesus? I don't know how any of this works, but I will say this. The dangerous part of all this is this is happening like March 30th of last year. Fucking people are scared, guys. This is, no, pardon me, not last year, two years ago. Two years ago, 2020. Not March of last year, because March of last year, we had a vaccine on the horizon very soon for a lot of people. In fact, many people had already been stuck. This is two years ago, March March. of that year, Mm -hmm. when they just sort of sent everybody home for a month of don't come to work, kind of. And And this is when he's doing this. So, there's a lot of people now that are terrified of this and could have been some people who were sick. And I will add too, Kenneth Copeland's audience is older. Yeah. So the the most at-risk people who yeah. are beginning to understand, and by the end of March, you're beginning to understand that this is a problem which will disproportionately affect older people yes. rather yes. than younger. Yeah. So his audience right now is at home and vulnerable. Yeah. Emotionally and, and vulnerable. That's what he's, and yeah. that's what he's doing. Say it, I take it. I take it. I have it. I have it. It's mine. It's, it's mine. mine. <laughs> take it. I have it. It's, it's mine. mine. So that's what I say. I no. say take Everybody it. Says I have it. it. It's mine. Okay. So evidently it's the healing is you're taking it. Uh, if you want to take it for some <laughs> healing, you can head over to adamandeve.com. Like, this is a Marvin Gaye song. It's it sexual healing. It is. Take it. I thank you and praise you for it. Yes, Lord. And I forgive if I have aught against any. I forgive. If I what? And I praise you that I'm well and whole. I praise you that I'm well and whole. Wait a minute. Is he forgiving me now? I'm I'm genuinely confused. I know. Is is he now doing the forgiving? I forgive is Kenneth Copeland. Because then the next thing he says... I genuinely don't Dude, know if he's the mouth. I don't know, man. I don't actually know. How None this of works. it makes any sense if you're thinking of it from a single perspective. It doesn't okay. make sense. I think he's two parts in the same play right now. 
Like this feels like this feels like, like he's the, Hamlet and Mercutio. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like he's like this feels like the fucking end of Blood Meridian where Are you don't know what's play? going on. I don't know that they're in the same play. No, that one of them's Romeo and Juliet. That's one even better. Hamlet. Yeah. That's even better. <laughs> According to the word of God. According to the word of God, I'm healed. Yes. And I consider not my own body. Yes. Wait, but if you consider not, then why did you need to be healed? Right. Thank you. If I'm not it feels like about a waste the machine, of time. why are you wasting God's time like this? Right. I can't like some hound dog brushing to do. Like what the right fuck, man? He's a busy boy. <laughs> he's got like trout fishing. Or he's got to fucking get his. I've been straw. working out my taxidermy game. I've been someone. I've been weaving up this straw hat. All <laughs> I day. got. Look, man. I I made I made three raccoons in a canoe <laughs> rowing a little. Boat down the street. It's adorable. <laughs> it's adorable taxidermy. You can't buy that at no garage sale, man. I consider not symptoms in my body. I consider not symptoms, symptoms in my body. But only that which God has promised. Only that only which that God has promised. Only that what the word has said. Only that, only that what the word And by his stripes I was healed. And by his stripes I am healed now. I'm not the sick trying to they get stopped. healed. They I'm stopped. the healed and the devil's trying to give me the flu. Train. Or whatever else kind of thing he's trying. Yeah, <laughs> I love. I love how he's just, just making it all. Up. He's making it all. Just goes along, right? right? Now. Like there's no like plan. Anybody that we've ever had on the show that was previous religious, previously religious, that did sort of any of yeah. this prof, like prophetess bullshit, they can all do this. It's just talking, and it's yeah. all the same sort of phrases. There's and a it's linguistic just putting, muscle memory, and then you to put it. these yeah. phrases together in an order, and it doesn't even matter what order, right? Because you could just say them these phrases, and everybody in the crowd knows. But it was funny because he started going too fast for the people to to sort of respond. Right. So the call was just him over and over and over and over again. Just and then finally, it. when he got to the end, they're just like, "Yeah." <laughs> Man, this is that like what you said, cryptic religious deepity bullshit. Yeah, yeah, where it's just a bunch of circular language that you can never pin down and right. say, "What the fuck do you actually? What are you actually saying? What do you believe?" Right, right. And you're just like, "Well, I am the body that was healed by the sins of Christ in the amens." And you're like. <laughs> What oh, are okay. you? What the fuck? I want you to diagram that sentence. Right now. <laughs> I'll give you a hundred dollars. It's fucking jabberwocking. It bullshit. It is bullshit. This guy is amazing too. Uh, <laughs> he, so he fucking doesn't he look like the fucking leprechaun? I yes, he from looks that, like leprechaun from, from the movie that leprechaun. Movie leprechaun. He he yeah. very much looks like that. Yeah. God, look at that smile. Do you trust that smile, Cecil? Hey, man. Who, hey, who's man. watching this? And like that's a smile I trust. That's a guy I trust. What is wrong in your life that and you're so like, that's a dude I trust? Evidently, he's like, days later, this is still from Hemant's article. It says, days later, when the prayers failed, Copeland claimed COVID scare would be over soon because uh, they they uh, they had prayed about it. And so here's what here's what it is. Here's 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 him saying basically that it's gonna be over soon. Now, this and is again days after this is. Now, maybe April, right. maybe April of 2020. 20, so 2020, yeah. 2020, I just want people to sort of stand for a second and think about how long ago 2020 feels. That's when he said this, right? Oh, In April. And suddenly the Lord said this to me and I jumped up, ran in there and, and wrote it down. I wouldn't want to forget what God yeah, I mean, said. 
Yeah. That kind of shit slips no, my it's mind. It's really important. Yeah. You know, I've got this- that selective hearing thing. Guy won't shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> always like, bip, 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 bip. All right, God. All right, King of Kings. All right, omniscient creator <laughs> of all matter and time itself. I'm, I'm busy. watching my shows. I'm busy now. <laughs> Thank you very much. Jesus. What? Game of Thrones is on. Thank you. <laughs> disease called CODV-19. CODV. Will be- what is it? CODV? CODV. CODV? He, do you Call think this of is Duty intentional? Virus? The Call know. of Duty virus. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tracks. All right. Hey, do you think that, do you think his like, uh, the flu or whatever, CODV, like is he's, he's got that like old man, like, let me get out my VDR player, you know, like, <laughs> but I think it's intentional. I don't think he doesn't know what fucking COVID is, right? Like he's not a, you, you got he's a fucking incredibly rich guy. Everything he's doing is staged. He doesn't know how to not pronounce COVID. He doesn't need to read it off his piece of paper. He's doing it so he can, he could diminish it. He's exactly yeah, right. He's being dismissive by being like, I didn't, I don't even, the, I didn't even know the, what it is. I didn't the, even get the words in right. order. Who I, cares? My DVCR player is all on pause repeats. Gene sequencing. I can't even sequence the letters for this. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You got gene sequencing. I got genes in my closet. <laughs> yeah, get out of here. You <laughs> fucking asshole. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Be over much sooner than you think. Is that Glenn Beck? No. Okay. Is it? No. I thought it was a Shorn. I thought, I thought it was a Shorn Glenn Beck with him, but it's not. <laughs> Called COD Like when you give a fluffy dog a bath and a haircut, and all of a sudden they're like smaller and you a little get, ratty you looking. Get a cat wet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> is that is that the cat I owned earlier? Can you imagine like Glenn Beck wet? He's just like he's oh, just all shrunken and God. small, just a. Uh, whatever happened to Glenn Beck? Is he dead or something? No, he's what? still he's still talking. Is he still doing. His oh thing? God, I saw a clip of him. Uh, having a conversation with um, who's that gay guy on Twitter? Milo Yiannopoulos. No, 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 no. no he's no, not no. gay anymore because dogs like no, him. No, he's the gay Forgot guy who's that. like a traditional liberal or whatever. Classical liberal. He oh, calls not himself. Ben Shapiro. Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin. So Dave Rubin married a dude. Yeah. And then they adopted kids. Oh, okay. Two babies. All right. right. Great. Sure. Not great for all the people that he talks to. I actually saw something. They fucking hate him. They hate it. They hate it. They turned on him. And then they have to, and then they have to like have a conversation with him where he demeans his own, like having of kids and stuff. Are you serious? Yeah. It's really terrible. It's really, and then Glenn Beck and Glenn Beck is, is having one of these conversations. I had to turn it off. Oh, I was fuck. just like, oh, this is cringy. I can't watch this. Dave Rubin is, is he's one of those guys that sold out to the right. And has been cashing the checks. Yeah. But seems to be somehow both aware and surprised by the fact that he is a fucking puppet they hate. Yeah. That's all he is. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's he's the guy that they that they that they're able to point to and be like, whoa, we like gay guys. Right. We like well, gay guys that and hate we themselves. Like liberals. We like gay guys yeah. that hate themselves publicly. Right. What are you crazy? Of course we like that. We like liberals as long as they're classic liberals, yeah. which isn't actually a meaningful yeah. phrase any longer. Self-hating gays and liberals that aren't liberals. Those are our favorite people. And we love them. They're our favorites. <laughs> and people that are willing to cash our checks. <laughs> Will be over much sooner than you think. Okay. It's Christian still going. people. All- what is it? Oh, it's past Omicron. What is it now, Tom? 
beta. Yeah, I think it's BA2, the stealth BA2, Omicron. The stealth Omicron. Like, so, yeah. Now Omicron can't be detected on radars. It's a whole fucking thing yeah. now. So it's still it's still going. So you would say still going. Is still what has. Still going. Yeah. Okay. It's actually right. on the increase. You know. It's up, it's up over 10% on a 14-day average, according to the New York Times. I will say that uh, we are in a position right now where uh, it's still going, but... In God's eyes, that's yeah. really a short amount of time. That's so when true. he says it's a short amount of time, it's a short amount of time. I like when he says too, like, it's gonna be over sooner than you think. I mean, I I actually thought this was gonna drag on for a while. Yeah. So like, what do you think? I mean, really? Like, yeah. just, like that's as that's as fucking like definitive as God can give me. <laughs> and God's like, yeah, I know I create all things, including literally this virus. And I'm just gonna look. I'm going to let it go for a bit, but I will stop it. But okay. you guys, what's going to have to happen is the right people have to ask me real nice. And someone has to come up with a vaccine. Right. I mean, like, of course, that's yeah, going to happen. Gotta, I mean, don't, get, don't, don't, let's not look, get crazy. God help, I help those social, who help themselves. You're going to have to social distance. You have to wear a mask. Right. And you're probably like, you're probably going to have to get, a lot of you are going to have to get it during Omicron. Like a whole fucking lot of you are going to have to like, get it. Here's the thing. About a million Americans have to die and about 6 million so far across the globe have to die. Yeah. But, um, and then some of you guys are going to, here's the cool thing. Some of you guys are going to get it and never get better too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. there's that part too. So got that going. Anyway, that's a great thing. Very soon though. Any, many minute now. All over this country praying have overwhelmed it. Ooh. Give me all the glory, saith the spirit of grace. grace. Many and many, many people will come to know me. Well, then he's sitting there, writes it down. He's like, okay, how many many's is that, God? Hold no. on, I had to write this down. I had to go. You were nagging at me for a half an hour. <laughs> you said many, 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 or is it oh, many, you know, many, my many, My pen's many. on ink. Hang on a minute. Yeah. I'm doing that, like, slap it against the table thing. It's... <laughs> You're like licking it, <laughs> rubbing it on your hand. Give it another piece of paper. Just sometimes you got to get it started on something. It's not, it's not working. I don't like pencils. I don't know why you keep telling me to get a pencil. I don't like lead. I just well, don't I, like it. You got to like get a sharpener. It, and how like it sounds. A it has a whole sound scratchy thing. I'm not it's crazy about it. It's a sensory thing. <laughs> Jesus, literally you. <laughs> through it. I'm still Lord over the nation. I'm on the throne and faith in me changes things. Right, Whenever my dad was on the throne, we weren't supposed to bother him. <laughs> <Can> I, <laughs> I, I love, I love that at the end of this, he looks at him like he's going to drop that paper. Like he's like, I fucking, I nailed this. Oh, Let's just do it one more time. Still Lord over the nation. I'm on the throne and faith in me changes things. Right, <laughs> Glory to God. There we go. It not so those were two in a row. Yep. Yeah. First he oiled himself up. Now he's going in dry. Yeah. And neither of them worked. Neither of them worked. <laughs> yeah, you can't be pro-labor when you're having sex with the boss all the time. Guys, I'm not anti-labor, okay? I'm just saying retail is dying. And we're already being replaced by machines that can do our jobs better and faster than us. And, and most of us have no education, no skills, and are just generally terrible. No offense. So maybe we should just be happy with what we've got, you know? Because for most of us, this is as good as it's ever gonna get. That said, I'm I'm generally pro labor. Before you, before you jump in here, Tom, yeah, you yeah. did hear about uh, you know Amazon 
one of the house, one of their warehouses. Yeah, unionized. Became unionized. Unionized. This last week on the Daily, they did an interview with yes. these two guys that that really sort of were the impetus to push this thing over the edge. And uh, really fascinating interview to hear, you know, the ways that they were pushed around, the ways that they were, you know, getting fired. Like people got were fired getting and, fired yeah. and, you know, the way that they created community. It yeah. was really, really interesting. Listen, I would, I would suggest it's about an hour program. A really it's a long daily. It's really a, yeah. interesting program. And in I think that it, you know, you talk about unions. Uh, unions used to be, when I was a kid, unions were it. Like that was the thing. Like if you got a union job, a union job was a good job. Right. That was yeah. a good job. And then there just became this sort of, union busting attitude by not just like the higher ups, but people in the middle class thought unions suck too. Yep. They got, they got brainwashed into thinking unions yes. suck, yep. but unions are fucking amazing, powerful forces that can help workers. Yeah. And it just, we just lost it in this country. Yeah. We, we, if you look at most of the things that you think about as workplace protections that you rely on, Every day that you wake up and go to work, unions gave you those yeah. things. You, you know, if, if you work five days and yeah. not seven, unions. 40-hour weeks. If you have, right. Yeah. If you, I mean, the 40, the, the very idea of time off, then the very idea of paid time off, then the very idea of things like workplace protection so that people who get hurt on the job have recourse. Yeah. Unions created, even for the non-unionized, yeah. we all have benefited from the cultural and social shifts and changes around the idea of what it means to work and what it means to not work. Yeah. Unions were essential for that. And I think there's a sense that now they're like government. Yeah. There's a, like the anti-government people tend to also be anti-union, that there's that any sort of conglomerate of people is inherently unjust or inefficient or corrupt. Yeah. And that isn't to say that there isn't unjust, inefficient corruption within unions. Like big organizations tend to have people who yeah. in power who can, who can abuse those positions of authority and trust. For sure, there have been problems with unions and decisions made by unions, which were not good decisions sure. because people make them. But by and large, if we were to, like, if unions were to fucking evaporate tomorrow, there is no reason for us to believe that many of those workplace protections wouldn't immediately begin being chipped away at. Sure. Right? Some of them are laws, but laws get reversed, man. Yeah. They're not fucking, they're not amendments. It doesn't stay there forever. Right. And, you know, when I was a kid growing up, there were there were plenty of families that if they had a union job, they'd have a union job, that the, the dad might have a union job. Mom was a stay-at-home mom. And they were able to have a house. Middle-class family. Middle-class family with one income yeah. from a union job. My dad was a truck driver when I was a kid. And he he's the only one who worked. My mom stayed home. He was the, he was the breadwinner in mm -hmm. the family. Yeah. He wound up like going to work every day. He hurt himself on the job. And one of the reasons, literally one of the reasons why he was able to stay employed as a truck driver for so long, even after he hurt himself and had to take days off and had to, and he got working in comp is because there was a union, right? Without any of that, they would have just fired him. Yep. They would have been like, no, who cares? Go away. But yep. because of that, and you know, like my dad had other problems, but you know, I had a friend, another friend whose father was a truck driver too. They had, they were a middle-class family. They lived in a nice house in a, you know, a middle-class suburb growing up 
And, you know, for his whole life, he was, uh, you know, they, they were able to, he was able to provide for his family with one single job. And that used to be an American reality. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny that you bring up trucking too, because this, just this last week or the week before there was a uh, John Oliver, uh, what's it called? What's that show called? Like this week tonight tonight. or last week tonight or something something like that. So about trucks and trucking, and it was a fascinating show, but, but essentially Almost all truckers now are non-unionized. They're independent contractors, yeah. and they have their jobs have been ruined. the uh, The trucking industry, like truckers, the attrition rates three hundred percent. So for every one person that that keeps the job in trucking, three people have to be hired because they treat these people so fucking terribly, awful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they treat so. That is an example of what happens when jobs that have been traditionally protected and unionized and were good jobs and you did have workplace protections and you were able to make a living. Now people are barely squeaking by, working their asses off and being treated like absolute shit because that's the tendency in industry, yeah, right? They can get if they can right. get away with it, they will. If if every company could classify everybody as an independent contractor tomorrow, they would all do it. Because by doing that, they don't have to pay payroll taxes yeah. or benefits, yep. or unemployment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They don't have to pay for certain parts of your workday. So like the, the, the protections we all enjoy, whether we're in unions or not, often come from unions. So whether or not we like every union that's out there, whether or not we have access to join a union, depending on our work, yeah. we should be supportive of unions because the idea of unions and the workplace protections that they fought for they help all of us. All of our ships rise. And I will say too, one of the reasons, one of the, one of the, one of the categories of people of industry that deserves unions and should have unions are places where your body is in danger. Yes, right? fucking right. Yeah. Those are the yes. ones that need it the most. Those are the ones that need those protections the yeah. most. So you're talking about this Amazon thing. Of course they should. They These should, people right. are worked to death. They're worked so bad. And they even in the story, they go out of their way to say, very much like the trucker thing, their plan is never to to ma- let people rise from the inside to management yes. as a yep. as a, a high school graduate, you go there and get a get a uh a warehouse job, job, a warehouse yep. job, but you'll never get a management job. They would never even consider you that three, 400 people apply to one job for the management inside. And they probably hire a college graduate from the outside. Yep. They expect to lose. They expect to lose their turnover, their, their entire place in like eight months. Yeah. They think every eight months we need a new person in this position. And they've got no shortage of people and to they fill don't those care. roles. And, and they, they don't, don't care. Shit. Yeah. And while they do pay better than some other places they're will they're willing to work you and not give you any any kind of you know there's no there's no workplace protection right and do you remember like when we were in college when we were in college like the employer that paid the most per hour and i know you worked there was ups yeah so when we were in college we saw these flyers everywhere ups now hiring and it was like this is like the 90s right so like minimum wage in the nineties when I was it was like four and a half, four dollars and a quarter. Four and a quarter. Four seventy-five yeah, yeah. at one point, I think. Got up to like five twenty-five, I right. think, for a bit. Yeah. And there were like these flyers where like UPS was paying like twelve dollars an hour. Yeah. Which was insane. It's like three times the like nobody was making that. And they were paying that because they knew you weren't gonna work there very long. They're gonna work the absolute dog shit out of you. you like they were gonna they're, crush they're gonna, you. You could treat you like they were like you were a fucking actual machine yeah. until they run and your they fucking knees and back right and into the And They have ground. a union. Yeah. And they have a union, right? So, you know, think about that. Think about just that in general. And then there's all these other companies that don't, right? And that's right. one Amazon's a perfect example. 
Truck driver is a perfect example. People yeah. who use their bodies to do these things and their bodies wear down quickly and they don't have anything afterwards because they've only trained to do this thing. Right. It's like, that's who needs it. And, and to shit on unions today, especially in this weird time that we're in where it feels like there is this push to find a work-life balance for everyone. Everyone deserves it. Not just, not just the, wealthy. not just the wealthy, not yep. just the people in the desk jobs. Everybody deserves a work-life balance. And there's something about, I think the, the pandemic that tuned everybody up to this and to lose that now, to pull away and lose that now, it would be a great tragedy. It would. Because I think the world needs a work-life balance. Everybody needs a work-life balance. The fucking retail yep. person that you go, yes. that's a that's a that's a high school, that's a high school student, and they they hate their job, but they should still have work-life balance. Yeah, and 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 to be very clear, the push to get people back to work, the push to get people back to the office, the push, and that's very strong right now. I'm reading articles every single morning about this. It's, it's because the longer people experience a work-life balance, the less likely they will be to give it. So we're at an inflection point. We are at a point where one of two things is very likely to happen. One, people will continue to demand some level of work-life balance, and then we, they will succeed in achieving that. And employers will have to say, okay, you know what? We do have to pay more. We do have to treat people like they're actual fucking human beings and not machines yeah. that produce... Or we will lose that fight. Yeah. And and this go and if we lose that fight, we will lose more than everything we've gained. Because the push on the other side is that's expensive. We don't want to do it. Yeah. They know they're gonna lose money mm -hmm. in it. They yep. know they're gonna lose money. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about this story. I'm gonna call this, it back up here. Yep. This story comes from The Guardian. Wealthiest Americans pay just 3.4% of income in taxes, investigation reveals. This is this is something from a, a while ago. It is. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. The, so the ProPublica came out with this a while back. Yep. So th this is, and we've talked about this before. The, the wealthier you are, the more of your money comes to you not in W-2 form, yeah. which is how regular Joes get paid, right? Yeah. But it comes to you in different layers of compensation, which such as taxes or not taxes, such as stocks, yeah. which are taxed at wildly different rates right. and not different less. They are taxed at lesser rates. Yeah. And then the wealthiest Americans also offset their tax burden by strategically offering charitable contributions. So that's an important piece, right? Because at first that sounds great. When, when you first read that, it's like, well, right, well, you pay less taxes, but you're giving away like a lot of your money, but they're not. What they're doing is they're giving away a strategic amount of money that moves them into a different bracket. And they understand that because they are able to deduct so many things line item wise off their taxes, that if they can produce enough charitable contributions that they can give, say, I'm going to use figures that are not right. They can give, say, $100,000 and save a million by moving from, let's say, a 27% tax bracket to a 19% sure. tax bracket. Yeah. So it's a strategic contribution. It's not philanthropy. Yeah. That's not philanthropy. They're giving less than the amount that they're saving because they're not just sure, yeah. getting a tax break yeah. for what they give, but they're reducing their tax burden to yeah. to push them in a different bracket. And that's something I hadn't thought about before. Sure, yeah. But it's an important strategic element of yeah. how the wealthy avoid 
paying into the kitty and fucking contributing to society. And that's the problem is, is that all the regular Joes that have a W-2, they get stuck paying taxes. Everything. They yep. get pay taxes. And yep. then if you if you don't make enough money, you don't pay a lot of taxes, you get those credits back. You still have to pay the taxes, but then you wind up getting money back or right. credits or whatever. But if you don't, if you wind up in like the middle portion of society and that's, yeah. and I will be honest, that's not that much money to start owing money on taxes, right? right. It's not that much money. You have to pull. You're not home. a millionaire. You're not. You don't yeah. have to pull a lot of money home to start right. owing money on taxes, and then you just work your way up. You know, you could be right out of the poverty line and have to pay taxes. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, you you can you could be somebody who's in desperate poverty, and it doesn't matter. Right. And that goes all the way up to you know to sub millionaires or whatever. You know, people that are rich. You know, quote unquote rich, but they still have to pay because they're getting paid that money through their work. Right. But then the moment you get to this point where you don't have to do that, they start borrowing money to live on and right. then they don't, yep. they, they, they're able to write that off. And there's all these extra crazy like loopholes that basically keep them paying so little in taxes while the rest of us have to carry their tax burden. And they're the ones who are living literally the greatest lives. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is like that I didn't understand until I was reading up about this sort of stuff is it. The ultra wealthy are not sitting on big bank accounts full of cash, right? What they're sitting on is assets, massive, massively valued assets. Right. So they don't, I mean, it's not to say they don't have cash, right? But they, they, they have these massive assets that sit. And until the moment those assets are liquidated, those assets don't produce a taxable event. Sure. But because they have those enormous assets, they're a great collateral to leverage for lending. So then, like, to your point, then they borrow all this money. Well, that's borrowed money. That's not income. That's actually a liability. So then they get a tax break for the liability. But now they have all this money sitting in their account that they use to trickle pay back their, their loan with the money that they actually borrowed, which they'll just refinance in a handful of years off their assets, which continue to gain interest. And, and, and so they, they're not living a liquid lifestyle in the same way that you sure, and I are living yeah. a liquid lifestyle, yet they still have liquidity, This the same way that you and I think of liquidity, meaning they go to Starbucks, they're not worried about buying yeah, a latte. They don't, they don't get it for free. It doesn't get comped. They've got right. they to buy it. So they've got cash to yeah. spend despite not having income the same way we think about right. income. But it's right. because they've been clever about gaming a system that literally they built. Yeah, and, then, and that rewards them in every turn. Right. And it's also punishing... The the most vulnerable. Well, and the government is fucking complicit in this. Yeah. This story comes from Bloomberg. Democrats ask the IRS why tax audits for the poor have doubled. So it's not just that the tax audits for the poor have doubled, though they have. Yeah. It's that tax audits for the wealthy have halved. Yeah. So we are auditing people. And the reason they're doing this is, frankly, because it's fucking easy, right? So- the IRS is under strain, like so many other organizations are under strain right now, and they have to produce a certain number of audits, and auditing of taxes that's like some dude with W-2s and that's it is fairly straightforward, and auditing complex taxes of somebody who gets their income sure. from 15 fucking revenue streams and their tax returns, you know, not even a 1,000 pages long, which one are you going to do? If I've got to do 15 fucking audits this month- yeah. I'm going to do the 15 yeah. easy audits. Yes, yeah, right. So poor people are getting fucked 
and wealthy people continue to slide under the yeah. radar to cheat on their taxes sure. and then not to get caught. Yeah. The longer the, the longer the audit, the longer the thing, it's it's like writing a paper that you know your professor won't read. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. Oh, turn in this page. Uh, it's it, a yeah. 700 page paper. Well, you get an A. Right. Because I ain't reading that. That looks yeah. like you put a lot of they A for effort at the very don't least. pay me enough for right? that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, Fuck. and that's what these people at IRS are thinking. They don't pay me enough for that. Right. They don't we pay me. We don't. They don't pay me enough to go hunt, hunt down some some rando, you know, millionaire's 150-page tax return and try to line item that shit and pay attention to it when you're absolutely right. When a 1040EZ is fucking super yeah. easy to look at. Plus, like, because it's fucking turbo taxed in. Right, exactly. Precisely. They do that shit like over the mail. They do that shit. Like fairly straightforward. And also, like that rich guy, as soon as the IRS calls, he's like, well, I talk to my lawyer. Yeah. And then I've got to deal with the lawyer yeah. and the CPAs and the red tape. And they're gonna, fuck, you know what? I'm just gonna, yeah, I'm gonna audit a bunch of people with no fucking resources. Well, and then and then they're doing they're they're actually auditing the people that are really, really like they're they're wind up, these people are like like below the poverty line yeah. that they're auditing. Genuinely yeah. poor. Yeah. Like, like these are people who just need to be left the fuck alone. Yeah. Like and they need to be left the fuck. There's nothing to recoup. Yeah. There's no meaningful amount of money and to it's, recoup. It's also one of those things that it feels like, and even if it's not, that's not the motivation, it feels like that old welfare queen yeah. idea where you're like, they'll go after the crumbs that someone may have you know, and I'm not saying that any of these are are fraudulent in any way. So don't, don't right. get me wrong, but it has that feel of like, I want to find the fraudulent ones and they'll go after anybody that they think might be fraudulent that is stealing like a crumb right. while, you know, other people are getting away with not paying any taxes at all, or in fact, getting money back when they shouldn't be getting, you know what I mean? Like Absolutely. Like obscene amounts. And you're just like, okay, no, that's fucked up. Well, I don't remember what the number was, but I, I remember reading a story this year, as, as a matter of fact, where like the amount of, of money that like tax, wealthy tax cheats owe the taxpayer, owe, owe you, yeah. owe me, owe us. Yeah. It's- I saw that this year too. Yeah. Billions. Billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. That they, they consider unrecoupable. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's it, we're at a place- Billions of dollars. Yeah. Think of how many fucking like school, the school lunch program that right. got canceled. Right. You could feed every kid in the all. nation if, uh, at school if you go after these fat cats. And all we're doing is asking them to pay what they're supposed to pay. What they owe. Thing is, like, you and I pay what yeah. we're supposed well, to I pay. I pay what I owe. We're, we're just fucking yeah. regular Joes. And like somebody, and the, the thing is, like, if somebody calls you or I, and it's like, I'm the fucking IRS, we're going to die. I'm like, shit, all right. Uh, I don't, I'm not getting a lawyer. Yeah. I don't have a team of fucking guys to, like you said, sure. like, bomb them with so much yeah. paperwork that it gets held up for years yeah. and years and oh, fucking shit. How long has fucking Trump been saying the same thing yeah. about like, I'll release my tax returns when they're going to be, when they're done being audited. Yeah. Well, it's been five years, well, I mean, motherfucker. A, it, he he went in and out of the White House and still didn't right. have to do it. You and I, it's like, it's fucking, they call you on fucking March 3rd. Yeah. It's fucking done by March 7th. Yeah. It better be. Right. Better fucking be. It's if you took the weekend off. <laughs> So we'd like to thank our patrons. Of course, we'd like to thank all our patrons, but we'd like to thank our newest patrons, Rachel, Abby, and the people who up their pledges, Robert, Devin, and Robin. Thank you so much for your generous donations. Your donations keep Glory Hole Studios going, 
keep pay in our employees' pockets and keep food in our bellies on Thursday night. So thank you so much for your generous donations. Yeah, thank you. My belly says thank you. Yeah, without it, we wouldn't be able to order pizza on the show on Thursday night, and we thank you. If you're thinking about being a patron, you're not a patron, just think about my belly. Just think about Tom's Tom's belly full of pizza right now. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> They're practically meeting. Our bellies need you. Yeah. So we got a bunch of messages we want to go through. Uh, we got a message. This is from Mark. And Mark told us about uh, a bunch of uh, different teams that are terrible, like sports teams. I don't even know why you would like anything from St. Louis. But he also talks about at the bottom, Tom, something that yes. you tried. The Starbucks downtown has a Knob Hill cask Age cold brew. Worth your time if you like coffee and bourbon. They're available at Starbucks like reserve stores, which is like the fancy... Fancy, fancy Starbucks. There's so there's, like there's, one, on, there's one on like Michigan Avenue downtown. There right? is. There's one actually in Naperville in the western suburbs. Okay. And I think those are the only two in Illinois. And they have a totally different menu and they're very fucking snooty. But their bourbon barrel-aged cold brew is a goddamn revelation. It, it, it's, it is painfully good. You get a cup the size of a goddamn thimble it costs like seven mortgage payments or something. <laughs> and I don't even care. It's so it's good. good. Huh? It's right near where my, I have, there happens to be one near where I get my hair cut. I see. So every four or five weeks, I'll go get one of these. Sure. And it's just like jaw-droppingly delicious. Yeah, I'll have to go inside one of those places I've never been in. We got a message from the King of Games and he says, there's a third option. Now we're talking a couple weeks ago about how our tastes might have changed when we were kids. Remember that Twinkies might have tasted different or that, you know, certain foods tasted different when we were kids. And he says, there is a third option uh, other than the two presented about Twinkies. It's possible that the memory was correct and the food didn't change, but rather you changed. Children have a strong preference for sugar and they don't like bitter things. Adults gain tolerance for bitter things and then they don't like overly sweet things. It's possible. It's very possible. It is possible. Yeah, I... I, I I'll tell you what. Did I, I like oily things yeah, as a kid? Though? I, know, I don't know. If it was greasy. super sweet, and also, maybe I like, would. like the texture on those is terrible. Like it's yeah. really bad. But I maybe I just didn't know any better. Right. Yeah. It's possible. Right. This is amazing. This is from Matt. And he says, here's some names for fetus. Uh, this is for an aborted fetus. Tad dot blob. My favorite. Unbjorn. Which That's is great. fucking genius. Unbjorn is amazing. <laughs> and then Hoover. That's good. Bravo, Matt. Thank you so nice. much. Nice. Very nicely done. We got a message. This is from Lisa and she links to an article. Um, and the article is from Dr. Jen Gunters. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. It could be Gunters. I don't know if it's an Americanized name, but uh, in the article from the Vagenda, which is a fucking brilliant name for a, it is a, for a uh, blog. It, it's uh, the, the title of the article is your medical team cannot tell if you self-managed an abortion, what you need to know to protect yourself. And this is, of course, referring to people who may get it wrong and think you got an abortion and then try to throw you in jail in some places where right. they're trying to criminalize it. So yeah. um, we're going to link to this article in the show notes. Um, probably important information uh, for lots of people who live in terrible, terrible places across the country. Got a message from Dave. And Dave says, you know, when you think about autonomy and you think about abortion, you know, we've got to start thinking about it as guys, like, would you want to get a vasectomy? And, and you know, if, if a vasectomy a is state a mandated, yeah, a state man, ma mandated, and then it's reversed if you want to have kids. The problem, I think, with the analogy, though, Dave, is that is that uh, nobody cares about fucking until it creates something. And so 
that's, I think, the real issue is that nobody really says anything until it starts inside the woman. And that's when they, that's when everybody starts yeah. freaking out. And I think the, the key to that is because it happens inside a woman, right? Like, like, like the, the power structure in all of society is nearly exclusively male dominated. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, are there a million better solutions? Sure. Yeah. But like, men are not going to, they're not going to, they're not going to take responsibility yeah. for something when the entire system is built intentionally to disenfranchise women. Yeah. Tom, when you were telling me a story a few minutes ago about male birth control. Yeah. So Haley and I were talking and she read me a story the other day that male birth control clinical trials had to be halted because the men involved in the clinical trials were unwilling to deal with the side effects. And it's funny because I had actually gotten into an argument with my wife and the, and our nanny. And I was vociferously arguing. I was like, look, like men would absolutely want male birth control. I would have wanted male birth control as, as a young person. We absolutely would want it to be a billion dollar product. I think you're nuts to think that men wouldn't want this. And like, actually there's clinical trials had to be halted because the men in the clinical trials were unwilling to put up with the side effects. The side effects for male birth control that they were unwilling to put up with were acne, mood changes, and increased libido. That's it. Yeah. One of them doesn't even seem like that bad. Right. Increased libido. You're taking fucking male birth control. That doesn't seem like it's that big right? of a downside. In oh, fact, I got boners too much. In fact, there's many men who later on in life would kill for that. Right. Yeah. So, and, and then you compare that to the side effects for female birth control, which include like blood clots, yeah. strokes, and sure. dying. Yeah. But, but the thing is, is they don't have to, if, as a dude, you don't have to bother carrying the baby right. around. You, there's no, you have to. You yes. don't have any skin in the game. You know That's what I mean? That's exactly the point. You don't. Yeah. You don't have any skin in the game. So, and I, I've, 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 I've actually thought about this a lot. Like on, on any topic, in which you have no skin in the game, your job is to shut the fuck up and listen to the people that do. And that's why men need to shut the fuck up and listen to women about abortion. We uh, got a message, and this is from Sierra. And Sierra sends a message from uh, Reddit. She says that. Uh, she's a mod for an abortion group on Reddit called Our Abortion, and it's a support group for people who have had abortions or are thinking about getting abortions. Uh, you can check it out on Reddit at Our Abortions. And that's a great, by the way, Our Abortions. I mean, our, abortions. On, our abortions is pretty great. <laughs> um, but she sends a list of a ton of different resources, and these are for uh, donating to help people get abortions, uh, uh, trying to educate people on abortions and all types of other types of links. We're going to post all these on this week's show notes. So you can check out all the links that she provides. Um, you know, there includes a pro-choice hotline. Uh, there's places to get abortion pills when you don't, when you don't have a clinic, um, groups that help pay, people pay for abortion. So there's oh. a lot of abortion resources here. You can check it out on this week's show notes. 625, tons of stuff in there if you want to take a look at it. Thank, Thank you, Sierra. You. This is a great list of resources. It. And if you're part of, uh, if, you're, if you're, you know, if you're, if, if you're thinking about it or if you need some support, you know, there's, I, I looked at this subreddit. This is a small community subreddit. This isn't one of those big dopey subreddits full of a million trolls and right. a million people and none of the comments matter. And, you know, you comment and 60 different people say nice underneath or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's not right. that garbage. This is a small 25K, I think, something like that. Small subreddit with people that are, you know, low upvoted posts with plenty of people having conversations. So if this might be a good place to start conversations about this type of That's stuff. That's great.
got a got a message. This is from this is from uh, Brandon, and Brandon sends this in. And uh, someone has found our our old, old address. Old, old so when address. we first this is years ago. Now yeah. I looked it up actually, and this was um, five years ago. Yeah, five years ago, almost to the day we got. Glory Hole Studios outside of yeah, our your first, house. Yeah. Uh-huh. About five years ago to the yeah. day. And it was at it was at 345 North Loomis, which was the music garage downtown. We, yeah. we got it in the music garage. We God, were there for about four months. Like pot all the time. Smelled like pot. It was loud. It was a terrible Horrible. place to do this. We thought it might be good. It was pretty terrible. We wound up finding a better place afterwards. And the second Glory Hole Studios was infinitely Amazing. better. But the first Glory Hole Studios was at Loomis. Well, we when we put our address in. Um, people now now there's like a Google place called I know, Glory, Glory Hill Studios. Studios in there's Chicago. Literally Glory, Glory Hill Studios in Chicago, and you can find it online. Well, people found it, and it's listed. I listed it because I was yeah. listed. It. I listed it as a place of worship, <laughs> and uh, and evidently people. Uh, I love it. It's got reviews. Yeah, people. It, there people have reviewed it on Google, and evidently uh, it was making the rounds this last week. It's sort of like virally, but That's you know, great. of course, nobody knows that it's associated with us, but. So uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We had a fun stream this week. We, we wound did. Up, we wound up uh, uh, rating. Uh, we did a, a tier list for fries on the fly. And we also watched a crazy video about Cobra Kai DNA. So you should check it out. <laughs> Video's nuts. Video's guys. nuts. We had a lot of fun. Um, the stream, of course, is uh, is a lot of fun and very different from the show. But you can also watch this version of the show uh, online, we did the previous, you know, like the maybe the previous hour or so that you just listened to on your podcast. You could actually go watch that. Um, we were trying to produce these whenever we can when we don't have guests and things. Um, so uh, you can watch the entire video in its entirety. So go check it out on YouTube. Um, we're trying to, and while you're there, be sure to like and subscribe. We're trying to make sure that, you know, like we have such a pathetic number of subscribers. We want to try to hit at least 10 K. So, and we're close, you know, but it only take a couple hundred of you to go over there and do this. Right. And it's a pathetic number of subscribers. We just need you to go over just and head do over. It. Just go over and do it. Stop listening to me right now. Head go over, over there and do the thing. And just subscribe to the channel and just subscribe to our YouTube channel. Even if you don't ever watch YouTube, it just... I just want to do it to be like nice. It's, it's like an arbitrary number, but it's been pathetically like the underneath 10K forever. And that's a small amount of people that listen to the show. So go check it out if you can. It would be, it would be it, nice it would to be us. Nice. It would be nice. Thank you. We appreciate it. All right. That's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptics Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this.
The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.